Hey, hey y'all. It's Kim, Nia, and Mary. And welcome to Millennial Vibes Podcast, where we discuss all things adulting. Because dating ain't fun. Bills ain't fun. None of it's fun. So grab your drink of choice and catch this vibe. I'm super excited because I get to do my bookish stuff in real life. Yay! Yay! My cheer squad. And as our first guest, which is our first guest ever on the show, um, I get to introduce my friend Danielle. My first in real life bookstagram friend, by the way. Yes, hello. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So before we even uh, jump in, let me just say our bottle of the episode is Menage a Trois. It's a rosé. And I think we got it at Target. I think this is a Target bottle. That would have totally rhymed if you said our bottle of the day is Menage a Trois from Target. Boom, drops mic. I'm just saying. Okay. Whatever. No, no, no. You don't have to. I'm just saying it would have rhymed, right? Yes, it would have. So you're not going to tell people your story? Okay, so first of all, this is the first time that I've ever seen Menage Trois spelled out. And when I first saw it, I was trying to read it. I was like, Menage Trois? And then they said it. And I just felt super slow. And I'm not slow, guys. But I just had to share that. Not every day. Not every day am I slow. But today, today is that day. It's okay. Honestly, I think... I don't know when I saw Menage a Trois like written out, but at some point in my life I did, so that's how I know. Because I didn't take French, I took Spanish. Am I fluent in it? Same. Not really, but you know. One of my older roommates actually used to drink Menage a Trois. This really? one specifically? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Is it just rosé? Do you know if it's like mm-hmm. They have red wines. Oh. And I think they have whites too. Ooh. See, I don't really like red wine. I used to. I like to. sweet reds. I like sweet whites. I found that I like red blends, like mm-hmm. that are medium body. Ooh. They're not too dry, not too sweet. See, yeah. I don't like dry reds. Like, I, I can't take They're dry. so tart to me. I'm like... It's like... Uh, once, like something like, in the back of your throat. Once yeah. Upon a Vine, um, they have a red blend that is really good. Ooh. Ooh. We're going to have to try that. And we're going to say that we were told and sponsored by... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so we definitely have some questions. Some just quick and simple questions for you, but just so that we and the listeners can get to know you better. Yeah. So the first question we have from for you is, are you originally from Atlanta? And if not, where are you from? No, I am not. I am originally from Auburn, and then I moved to Mobile. Transplant? Ooh. Yep. Ooh, ooh. Transplant. <laughs> we transplant. Sorry, okay. I just like meeting other transplants in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a real treat. It's like <laughs> I feel like everyone that I have met so far almost uh-huh. has been from Atlanta originally. You know, I've met very little transplants. That's crazy because I meet all transplants, and then when someone says that they're from Atlanta, I'm like, Are you from like Georgia? Or are you from Atlanta? They're like, No, I'm from Atlanta. I'm like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> like surprise face yeah. because you don't really meet them that often. Well, I don't really meet them that often. Yeah, I haven't really met a lot of Georgians. I mean, I've met a couple, but like not from Atlanta. I don't think, I think only one person mm-hmm. that we all met together that was like, yeah, I'm from Atlanta. I was like, oh. Yeah, okay. we were all shook like, wow. <laughs> we're from New York, so right. out. <laughs> okay, and Danielle, where do you fall on the millennial age spectrum? I am an 80s baby. Ooh. Ooh. Like, bringing in like the very, very end of it. Okay. You're like an 80s. So you're, you're more like a... You're like a 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> born 80s, grew up in the 90s. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah. We were we're in the quintessential 90s baby then. Yeah. You See, we're the, you yeah. Guys, yeah. We're Sorry. the, it's like we do this. We're, we're the like, we were the 90s babies that grew up in the 2000s when we don't want to claim it. So we're like, yeah, we're 90s babies. So first of all, I turned what? Seven in 2000. We turned yeah. Seven in so. 2000. I remember the 90s. I do okay. too. I, I just, remember the You turned pedi- 7 in 2000? Oh, yes. I was turning 11. Yeah, that's not But it makes me feel old. No, no I feel like we would have still been friends in the neighborhood. Yeah. Riding our bikes together and everything. Right. Yeah. In Mobile, almost all of my friends were like 21 to 26. Yeah, because, like, okay. I'm saying, like, we would have all grown up riding our bikes together, yeah. pl- 
playing, you know, different games and stuff like that. So when that age gap thing comes up, I'm just like, okay, but we're all still millennials. <laughs> right. Like we're all at the end of the day, we're all still millennials. So we're, we're all still yeah. millennials, right? Claim it. Mm. Apart from books, Danielle, what do you love to do, and what are some of your hobbies? Yeah. Oh, that is a very easy question because I am an expert napper. Ooh. Um, I I nap for fun. Mm-hmm. And I watch Netflix and Hulu. Yes! <laughs> I, I am so fun. Well, That's Nia. Here That's Nia. I'm a new best friend. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not an expert napper. I try to be. But my body's kind of like, no. Like, she'll be like, go take a nap. I'm like, okay. And then I, I end up you, staying up like, and doing she, work. You actually have to force her to take a nap. Yeah. And I'm just like, if it was this nap. <laughs> Listen, I actually took a nap yeah. before I came here. I was like, yeah. passed out on my couch for That's like an hour. Right. Honestly, my lunch break is usually spent in the car taking a nap. And then I come back just energized and ready to go. I yeah. tried to do that. Like, I used to try to do that at my old job. And I couldn't do it. Like, I would go to the car. I'm like, yeah, AC on. Okay, now. <laughs> Are you gonna come? Any, any time now. Yo, honestly, I fall so deep into sleep that when my alarm wakes me up, I'm like, what? Where am I? What? What's going on? Sometimes like, I have to wipe drool off my face. Like, Ooh, well, I'm good now. I'll have it puddling on my arms. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Nobody's here to see this. It's that deep sleep. Creases on your face for me. Right, every day. You raise your hand. You got like an M or something on your right. <laughs> yeah. Or an E. I always get an E. I'm sorry. That's oh because your fingerprints just like. I know. It's like yeah. It's like what's oh on your face? I love that. Now that's the absolute best. You got to get on that cam. I'm, you really I'm, have to try. I don't know. I think it's like it's getting worse in my old age. So just, I, I don't know. First of all, you're not old. Yeah, but relax. I like saying that. No, but she has been set in her ways. So it's almost she kind of has to be old. Uh, like wow. she wakes up early. <laughs> I do wake up early. Like, I wake up very early. She wakes what up in the early bird special. Not very early. Like my alarm. I have an alarm for six o'clock. I don't usually wake up at six anymore because I don't have to since I work from home. But I'll set an alarm for six o'clock. I'm probably up around seven. She's annoyed with me because I'm making a lot of noise and I try not to. Um, and then like, no, no I'm dead to the world. <laughs> so I either we have a in our apartment we have a home office here. So I either try to come out here or I do work in my bed because I'm I trained myself to do that. But I'm I'm an early riser and then I'm not really a I'm a late sleeper, but not really. It's years. She's year. not. Yeah, late I I have my. I have my alarm set for like 6.45 in the morning and I'm normally not getting out of bed until about 7.45. That's how many times I hit snooze. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not a snoozer. I can understand that. I was, yeah. never, I was I, never a snoozer. I feel you 100% on that because my alarm is set for 6 and then I'll be like, okay, five more minutes, five more minutes turns into 6.20, then I just hop up and I'm ready to go. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'm not a fan of the nine-minute iPhone snooze. I don't like it at all. Why don't they just say 10 minutes? It's Why so can't you reset that? There's actually scientific evidence that they use to do the nine minutes because you can't fall back into REM sleep where you're getting oh, that deep sleep. So it's cutting you off. That's, That's why they do the nine minutes. Huh. Yeah, it makes you mad. I well, known. I mean, I experienced it a couple of times in college. So. I should have known Apple. There was a reason behind it. <laughs> okay, so I'm very glad we got to get to know you and I realized I didn't really introduce the show. So for this show, it's for all my book lovers, all my book lovers that don't know about the book community because I, I was one of the few that actually didn't find the book community until maybe two years ago and I was like whoa like other people like books as much as I do I want to talk <laughs> about it for me reading was always kind of solitary so this community has helped me understand that you know people are like me yay I'm not alone you are not alone oh I hate you guys <laughs> that was like perfectly harmonized <laughs> so uh we're gonna ask you a couple of questions Danielle we're All gonna right. be a little invasive not really very basic questions um and i guess from there we'd probably just kind of give our own answers to the questions i know that i'm the resident bookworm so don't feel any pressure guys okay okay no pressure (laughs) okay so first question for you danielle Mm -hmm. what do you think is the most time consuming thing in the book community is it like taking photos coming up with captions reviews reviews for arcs because you know you receive it to in exchange for a review which one or all of them honestly none of those what i am very much the type of person who will just take a picture or two and be like okay that one's good and then i'll make it bright yeah and i'll just write my caption real quick and i'll just post it what takes the longest for me is 
going through and making sure I'm liking and interacting with other people's posts. Yes. So yeah. okay. they come to my page and see what I have to stay and stay engaged with me. Right. Engagement is like a full-time job. Yeah. It's a full-time job. So I, I get that. I, I think... I didn't realize captions were a burden until like other people started saying it. And then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, what am I going to say today? <laughs> I never had, like, I always felt like I could just talk. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to say whatever and then I'm just keep moving. And then all of a sudden it was just like, wait, what am I going to say today? Well, I will say the question of the day, because I try and do a question yeah, of the same. day, like in open-ended questions where it's not just, you know, a yes or no. Those are a little difficult to come up with. I mean, the other day I posted, what is your favorite color? <laughs> yeah, on my bookstagram post but i did have on like yellow right yeah to kind of go with my answer in my picture right. so i felt you know it works it i feel like you can it was just fine you can virtually ask any questions and it's usually my thing is you don't want to I'm, I'm sorry i have to complain i don't like when i have a question of the day which is usually every post and then people are like yeah this is such a beautiful picture yeah, but what about the question? <laughs> like, you know? I am guilty of doing that. <laughs> I will straight ignore the question. Sometimes I will, sometimes I won't, but if I like the picture, I'm yeah. just going to say, I really like this picture. It's very aesthetic. Which yeah. I appreciate because it makes my heart warm. But then it's just like, but I really, I didn't really think about the question. Honestly, I do monthly challenges and I get my questions from there. But you know, it's just, <laughs> I did put it out there for everybody to add, sir. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. Um, I will say though, on the other offhand of it, I think reviews is, is like the most difficult for me. Like I never reviewed books with like intensity it was kind of like whatever i felt at the end of the story it was kind of like all right that's it it's either a good four star it's a okay three star it's a two star or a one and i don't usually pick up books that are going to be two or one so i'm usually like a three or four but now i feel like i have to be more intentional with like my reviews because i want obviously if it's a book that i love i want everybody to love it too and then it's like if i don't like it i want to tell you why i don't like it like this yeah month, i had a bad book and i was just like this is the worst thing I ever read and I don't want to say it but I'm, I'm gonna have to say it it was a terrible book they used a break scene Ooh. as the plot device and it was just like why would you do that like yeah and it's a beauty and the beast retelling uh, um who does that I but in the original beauty and the beast there are kind of uh I, I guess allusions to oh uh, is it a grim tale did I not know that uh uh-uh. okay. it's not grim it's, uh, I can't remember the person's name, but it's very much a very dark, dominant, darker story that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. Cause as you're saying that I'm getting like real Stockholm syndrome because he essentially kidnapped her. He like, she was his prisoner. Yeah. And then they fall in love. That I will say so. that Disney got really close to the original. And if you rewatch the Beauty and the Beast Disney movie, it's very much like you can see the the dark side of it as yeah. an adult now. When yeah. you're younger, you're just like, oh, you know, right? Because I'm like, whoa, whoa, where we've got? I feel like home. I feel like I have to watch it again because I'm. I think I'm very. Uh, I was very fantastical as a kid, very imaginative. So it was just kind of like, oh, girl who loves books meets Beast, sees Beast for who he really is, fall in love. He becomes human again. Yay! So to me, that's all. It's like the basics of Beauty and the Beast for me. So then it was just like with the retelling, I was like, okay, this is an interesting twist in that um, the girl actually is not Beauty. She's not the main love. There is a main love that plays the Beauty role, but the girl becomes the candelabra. And so it's like this whole thing of like, she's the candelabra and she's supposed to watch Beast suffer, but the beast is actually a good male because he's not a human. The beast is actually a good male and the human is was like a cover-up for the goodness of beast. It was just confusing um, as hell. And it was a good twist. It just, I was just like, I don't like the, it just, it was a lot. There was a lot going <laughs> you on. You weren't expecting the rape scene. Yeah, and I was very frustrated by it. I was like, I don't want to continue this, but I started, so I'm going to do it. And I did, and I was just like, yeah, don't don't waste your time. Yeah, so. there are a lot of people who like spoiler, not spoiler alerts, but they want um, trigger warnings yeah. for books like that. And I'm the type of person who, because going through as a literature major, yeah, I had to read stuff like that that was assigned to me. So mm -hmm. I've 
I guess, become desensitized to it, I guess. So trigger warnings, they don't matter to me because I've had to read it. And so sometimes I feel like those kind of things can give give away major plot points. And I do, like, I'm, I was very conflicted about saying it because I don't, I like trigger warnings. I I understand the necessity for trigger warnings is what I should Mm -hmm. say, but I don't often use them sometimes it's just because it's so connected to the story that i don't want to spoil it give it away um but then it's like i understand that we're in a very i don't want to say hypersensitive but hypersensitive time and period and so you want to make sure that if this person has any kind of issues with certain subjects and topics they're warned they're either forewarned so that they don't go into it or they know what they're getting into Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's like, I, I try to balance between those two because it's, it's hard. Like, I, I mean, I, trauma is trauma and you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to flare up anything. Yeah. Right. Dig up anything bad. It's so crazy because I love that Danielle's more of a like, huh, so that happened. <laughs> <laughs> like approach to the whole situation. I think I messed up not studying literature. I study politics. So like, nothing that goes on in the political sphere shocks me. Like when things are like, when people are like, oh, wow. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But I didn't study literature. So I'm just like, why is this happening? Yeah. yeah. I think with me, like I've gotten too excited about books since I've been able to start reading just for fun mm-hmm. because as a literature major for what, for, for, or three, six years, I was having to read assigned reading like and I could not read for fun at yeah. all and so now I'm just like I love this book I love this book I love this book that's good there's been a couple of books I just I did not like yeah and I and I will point it out but for the most part I've like, like rated them high yeah and the reviews aren't that bad because I'm already whenever I'm reading I'm already reading critically right when most people what a lot of people don't not me they'll read for enjoyment and yeah. then when they get to the review they're like oh what can I write about and right. me I'm already oh well that's a, a neat little device that the author is using yeah so that's that's how I'm reading mine I had to break into that in a way because I didn't want to take away the enjoyment of reading from for me and it was just like I'm like okay I don't want to critically analyze anything I did that in college I'm done <laughs> um but I also realized that you know people want to know like certain things and so that will be like pace like I need to make sure the pace is good like you know and, and stuff like that okay. and there was a you took a lit class in in college I remember I kind of was jealous of you because I wanted to take that lit class but she (laughs) what was the class it was like children's literature yeah children's literature because I remember you had secret garden I remember you had the secret garden as one of your books let's just start by let me just start by saying that I love the secret garden I like the movie I the movie the one that came out in the 80s is the one that I love though not the remake like you have to watch the 80s version Mm -hmm. that's my absolute favorite yeah a lot of people don't know about the 80s version that's funny I and don't. Have I've seen the Little Princess too. I that saw the Shirley yeah. Temple version. Yeah. yeah I saw princess probably the later version, not the Shirley Temple version. Yeah. But I saw like the more recent version. Oh, oh one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I love the Shirley Temple. I was I went through the Shirley Temple phase when I was younger, so I watched all of her stuff. stuff. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I was tr- obsessed too. One of the. <laughs> older women at my church she had the entire Shirley Temple collection so I begged my grandmother like I was like can I go over to her house so we can watch it and I love 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 Shirley Temple and anyways that's not important no it's it's crazy because I like you were saying that you took a class on English I mean excuse me children's children's literature literature, and you're a literature major I'm even though I did enjoy reading growing up I was more so the person that really loved when books got turned into movies so sense and sensibility pride and the prejudice uh bell like you know i love those movies you just named two books i've never read really and i I don't intend to that's what i was gonna say i had to read i had to read the books and i watched the movie when i was younger yeah so reading the book to me was really tedious because i'm just like I don't want to. It's too big. It's just it's it takes away from me enjoying it. Yeah. Sort of. So I really enjoy the movie for longer books like that. But I'm super big into like um autobiographies. So yeah. um Antoine uh, you Fisher. Like you like nonfiction. Becoming, yeah. yeah, I like real stories. Like fiction to me, yeah, it's great, but I more so like that in movies. But for books, I love to hear the story behind real people and real yeah. situations. But you also like, first of all, I mean, if you ever go to the movies with us, 
don't sit next to her. <laughs> the reason is because she critically, role. like she critically <laughs> analyzes the movie in the first ten minutes and knows the entire storyline and then doesn't shut curse. up about it. She's curse. like, she'll say, like, I've gone to the movies with her. You don't know this. I've gone to the movies with you and I had already seen the movie, but I didn't tell you that. I was uh-huh. like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna act like it's my first time, you know, just to make you feel better. <laughs> and we sit down and I'm like, okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. First 10 minutes of the movie. She knows the entire story. And I'm like, could you shut up? <laughs> She's like, yeah, no, he's gonna die. And I'm like, <laughs> It's, I don't know how or why. I think I just analyzed, um, what is it? A teacher of mine taught me about foreshadow. And ever since I've heard of that, I've latched onto it. So within like the first, like Kim said, first 10 minutes of the movie, I'm looking for clues everywhere as to what can possibly happen. I'm always the colors, the colors that the characters <laughs> are wearing, little things like the color colors that the characters are wearing can tell you like what's gonna happen. Like when we watched Twitches and the guy had on a black jacket and a purple thing, it's like, mm, he's giving me evil vibes, evil vibes yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, I really latch on to things like that. And it actually helps me enjoy the movie. I know people hate it and I'm really sorry. First of all, I try to keep it to myself. Listen, it's, and then it's not that, like she is very, what I like, I spent my whole life reading for enjoyment. So when I had to read on like for a class, which was most of my high school career and parts of undergrad, I hated it. So for me, it's like, if I'm picking up a book for enjoyment, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm just gonna do this. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, I'll figure it all out when everybody else figures it out. And that's how I feel about movies. This one here, no. And then like, if we're watching like Game of Thrones, she was the biggest Game of Thrones champion. And it's cause she's trying to figure everything out. Mind you, I'm just like, so they're siblings and they're sleeping together. together. <laughs> I have a confession to make. I have yet to see the very last episode of Game of Thrones. Don't watch it. Don't do it. It's Don't not worth it. it. It's really not worth it. I have seen every it. single episode except for the last one. It's it's really not worth it. Like we, can, I can just do away with the whole final season. It's just. I feel bad for her because I started watching it literally the year that the last season came out so I was like all right I'll binge now and she's very mad at me because she's been trying to Mary's been trying to get me to watch Game of Thrones since we were like what 18 yeah and I was like no I'm good I don't like it and then I watched it and I was like oh this is actually pretty good okay awesome it's the it's minus the final season it's the storytelling and that how I can never guess what's gonna happen and that's what I enjoy about it because I can figure everything out and I don't which is annoying it's annoying to me sometimes too but with that show I can never figure it out Never. Then when she does, she's like, oh, that makes sense. And then goes yeah. back like six episodes. To watch it again. I watched the last season. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. At least you tried it. Nia was like, I'm not doing I was doing the binging. She, I was like, you want to binge with me? She's like, no. And then, <laughs> well then. <laughs> and then we ended up watching it. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, so this is happening. She's like, I don't. Really I Just watch. <laughs> I think, but you'd be a crime book person though. More likely. Okay, so Danielle, going back to your childhood, what's your favorite childhood book? Honestly, Mm -hmm. I don't have one. Oh. Curveball. You've been curveballing us this episode. Love it. And I love I it. I love it though because I'm like, yeah, I can think of like five maybe. And you're Please like, explain. Like, no. I just, I didn't read that often. Okay. Like, which is probably surprising since my major and what yeah. I'm actually doing with my career. Yeah. But I didn't get started like really into reading until I was maybe 18 or 19 years old. Oh wow! Wow! And it was when my grand uh, my grandmother gave me a Twilight. Okay. Wow. Cringe. No, 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 I, no cringe. Oh, I can't stand it now. Well, I have tried going back reading it. It's I'm hard. Like, I can now. It's hard. It's, 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 it's <laughs> yeah. hard. It's hard. It, it is. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was. I'm putting that out there. And it's funny because back then when people would say that, I'm like, shut up, okay? Yeah. You're haters. And like, it turned like full circle. I literally <laughs> keep the books for nostalgic purposes. Like that's the only reason. Like I, I don't want to sell them because I remember getting back into because re- they actually got me back into reading for fun again 
That's the only reason why I'm keeping them. Yeah, it's only nostalgic. Reason. It's kind of like Harry Potter. Like a lot of people don't want to go back and reread Harry Potter, but they'll hold on to it. I am planning to actually go back and reread Harry Potter. Yeah, I did yeah. last year. I did last year. It was a bit of a struggle, I won't lie. I did not like the first two books as much as I used to. Yeah. Well, I didn't read like the full-blown Harry Potter until maybe 2014, oh, okay. whenever like my first year down at South. Okay. So like the first one I read was I think in maybe the sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember it and I I could have cared less about it and I don't even think I finished it. Yeah. And so it's I really don't remember any books that I read prior to reading Twilight and getting back into reading. So wow. I don't have a favorite childhood book. Okay. Well that was a very good curveball. That was kinda it, sad. Right? <laughs> it's not sad. It's just no, I it's don't not. think it was expected. I think that's what it's like. Yeah. I think I would like to say like Maybe you had like three or four. I had five in my head. I was like, oh yeah, she probably has like five that she can't decide. But I think the beauty and the mystique about it all is that you're a literature major. Yeah. Right? And and you're so deep into the book, bookstagram and book world. So it's just like when you tell people that it's a a shocker and it's almost like a mic drop (laughs) Mm -hmm. moment, but it's also eye-opening because I used to love books and I really fell off on it. But it almost gives me hope that like, wow. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just one of those things you have to find your genre that you like. Yes. And whenever I first got into it, that was, it was vampires. It was mm-hmm. that fantasy vampires. Yeah. So I read everything vampire. Then I kind of moved into werewolf stuff. Yes. yes. And Sorry. then I got into like some of the more dark romance erotica stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then I started school and it was just, here's literary fiction left and right. And then now I can read like literary fiction historical fiction uh fantasy all of that now and i enjoy it all now i'm very much a like historic fantasy slash real person when i like to like read besides like autobiographies and stuff yeah um i love history and i like to read about it but i also don't like the darkness of history sometimes so i like the fantasy part of it when they pull that in so yeah you might be right on that see my thing is is that i live for history hate historical (laughs) like i philippa gregory is maybe the only author that i can pick up in terms of historical fiction and i know a lot of people don't like her but i read the other boleyn girl because i was obsessed with the tudor dynasty so i was like all things king henry the eighth and queen elizabeth and all of them but I don't like historical fiction at all. And it, and I don't get it because I love history. And it's just like, I'm just, I don't, I, I like sci-fi movies. I'm not a big sci-fi fan. Like I'm pushing like toe into like the sci-fi pond, but it's very like YA, like Marissa Meyer is where I'm starting off because I actually kind of like her. YA has taken a turn lately though. It's, yeah. it's gotten better. It was getting very monotonous, yeah. but there's been a shift in it and it's really getting a lot better. And I've, found that I can enjoy it more lately. So quick question, off the top of my head, what does YA stand for? Young adult. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure that it's the same stamp. Okay, cool. Young adult. Um, So I kind of want to answer the question though, is that I know we like kind of went off. Ooh. Yeah, Um, so my favorite childhood book is, (laughs) so I actually have two, I I really hope the mic does not pick up that. I hope y'all can't hear the, the, Ambulance. It's okay. Wee 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 wee. Um, but yeah. So Man, again, thing <laughs> I thought about. Um, my I actually have two. So I was obsessed with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, the Olsen twins, when I was younger. Yeah. And my grandmother was one of the best human beings in the world. She used to take me to Barnes and Noble every Sunday, and I get to pick one book. And so I legitimately had the entire two of a kind diaries collection. And it is, I'm pissed off because my mother sold my books, but that was <laughs> like, you could catch me, I would say from maybe first to fifth grade with a two of a kind diaries book. And my name was written all over because my mother was protective, but whatever, that's important. <laughs> that was like my like staple childhood book. Like yeah. I chose it. Um, I also read a lot of biographies. I'm a huge Janet Jackson fan. I was reading a Janet Jackson biography when I was eight. But my second favorite childhood book is actually Harry Potter. My aunt bought me the first four. There's a box set. 
and I dived into it and it was like, I literally lost my Chamber of Secrets when I went on vacation to Jamaica with my family and I just replaced it last year. Wow. So it's it's like, but I still have the original four outside of that second one. And then I bought like the rest of them. Okay. okay. Well, those are my favorite childhood books. Well, my favorite childhood books, I would say like infancy into like kindergarten was definitely Corduroy. Corduroy was yeah, I Corduroy really, was I really love that book. Don't feel like I should have um, said that in the same sentence. No, it's, it's fine. I, I really love that book. Uh, it's just like the bear had flaws. He was missing a button. The mom didn't want to get it for the girl. He found his way. It's the cutest little book to me, right? I do because I really love that book. Uh, on the flip side of that, when I got a little older and still considered childhood, let's say fifth grade, my favorite book was Antoine Fisher's story. I never oh, read the book. Yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. I love the it movie, but I never read the book. Yeah, I should have so, read it. To yeah. me, that was like the first time that I had experienced reading rape or anything of yeah. the sort. Yeah. So it was just like, <gasps> but yeah. also it was real to me because when they came out with the movie, I was just like, wow, yeah. I can understand it so much better. But yeah. What about okay. you, Nia? Um, you guys actually touched on it earlier, Sorry. but The Secret Garden was actually my favorite yeah. growing up. And I think it was probably my favorite because it was like maybe one of the first few like grown up books that I read, you know, like with all the words. It wasn't like a baby book. Yeah, it was very, yeah, it was very dense. No pictures. Children's literature. No pictures. I like pictures now. I'm obsessed with I love good illustration. Like when a book has really good illustration, I'm like, wow, that's cool. Right. But it was, it was really, it was a book where I realized everyone wasn't raised how I was. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I can, you know, throw no. a tantrum. No. <laughs> yeah, because Colin, that was his name, right? The the kid in the wheelchair was Colin. I think he yeah, Colin. Colin. Yeah. He, man, he pulled some stuff that I could never. And I, I, I was just <laughs> and like, never. Oh, and they let him get away with this. And you know what? It was a setup. I'm not going to hold that Now that I think about it, because my aunt's the reason she was very like, I want you to be like excelling. So she bought me a lot of American classic stuff too. And yeah. I refused to read them. I would like leave them on my shelf. Yeah. And my mom, she used to like not push because I love to read, but she was just kind of like, yeah, like, you know. And she kind of like, I remember the day I picked up the secret garden, like I was going to read it. And she's like, put it back. <laughs> and I was like, why? And she's like, put it back put it back and I'm like oh, okay so that I had like and I had that the I don't it's like there's like a children's form of it where it's like it's like a green cover yeah. and then like it came in a box set with like the little princess and like two other ones I don't I remember. remember that's the one that sets. I had yeah and so I was like okay I'll do the little princess she's like <laughs> I was like I watched it already she's like okay fine and like now I mean like I read it so I know yeah now but now I'm piecing it together yeah like, what was the question what was the reason why she I'm thinking back. that's why. The ten- yeah, yes, he because he really spoiled. He really she never was. told me. I never asked because it was just like, yeah, mom, whatever. Yeah, he You're was. Authority. I learned a lot about friendship as well in that book. Yeah. So yeah. I, oh, what, I was, really the, like what was the kid that went off to war? Oh my God. I'm just um, going to cry. Let's not. Let's yeah. do not. Oh my gosh. I have read that book. So I think it began with a G. You know what? No book broke my heart as badly as Bridge to Terabithia after Secret Garden. Never. Bridge oh, to Terabithia. Yeah. I never even. Oh, haven't seen oh, the movie sweet. or the, read the book. High five. Oh, <laughs> wow. Did you guys watch or read The Secret Life of Bees? Yes, I, I watched. watched The Secret Life of Bees. It, I don't it was, know. It was Jennifer Hudson, right? Alicia Keys. Yeah. Alicia Keys. Was it Tristan Wilde. We love you, I, I don't think I ever was? watched it. Okay, I don't want to spoil it then. Because yeah. I say it's, if you watch oh, Secret Life of Bees, it's it's basically the same. Yeah. Okay. And Damn. no one told me, and I watched it, and I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm never gonna watch Bridget Terabithia, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do it to yourself. <laughs> don't, don't do it to yourself. All right, so, final question. Uh, no pressure, but what are what is your favorite movie slash TV show adaptions in books? Mm. Do you have? Because I kind of assumed. <laughs> I think the only book to movie that I just I truly appreciate actually there's two I take that back the book would have to be one of my favorite books uh ready player one um who who directed that movie I can't remember Um, but I I never watched it I never read the book huge director name googling is it Mike it's not Michael Bay Uh, uh, it's uh Steven Spielberg 
Spielberg did the movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He did. They did a phenomenal job of being able to bring in the Ready Player One world into the movie. It's very sci-fi, guys. And it's then, yeah, it's very sci-fi um, dystopian. I think. Yeah, yeah. sci-fi dystopian, and it's filled with 80 tri- 80s trivia. Mm-hmm. I saw this. Yeah, I, had to, I saw it. Yeah, it's really good, and the the book is phenomenal, and okay. they did a really good job of bringing like elements of the book in. And then the other one would have to be the Vampire Diaries. Yes. I- okay. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, the if you've ever read the books, the books are completely different yes. from the show. Completely, completely different. So you, <laughs> yeah, you have to look at them two completely separate ways. Yeah. And L.J. Smith is actually one of my favorite authors. I mean, I have The Vampire Diaries, The Secret Circle, The Night World. I watched all those. The Secret Circle. I never read it. Though. I am so that upset that they, that they only had the one season. Right? Me too. I was like, wait, I'm getting into this. And then it was just like, yeah, we're canceled. What? Did you hear me? Is that a movie? <laughs> Sorry. It was, it was a show. It was a show on CW. It was a show on CW. So like yeah, they only season. had like like six or seven episodes, episodes and then it. it just stopped. Honestly, after the CW canceled the Carrie Diaries, I was over them. So... <laughs> And, and this was around that time. time yeah. It was around that time. Yeah. But I love the Vampire Diaries. Actually, I love the originals more than the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. But I, I actually the originals. I think it's because it's not a part of the story at all. Like it's it's literally the um, I think she was the writer for the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. She created the originals it was based so off of. And it's my favorite of the three now because we have legacies. Of the three now, it's still my favorite. favorite yeah. But I mean, you know, Damon and Elena forever. Just saying. <laughs> Have y'all seen that TikTok? Do y'all get on TikTok? Yeah, at all? sometimes. Okay, there's this one video where they it's like, you know, the uh the sweetie my type song. Yeah. Yes. It's like, that's my type. And all of a sudden Damon starts walking yes! out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's my type. Yes. <laughs> and I'm gonna I say save this. the video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. I feel like and I actually read the Christian Grey books. Yes, I get it. People mm-hmm. don't like it. But I, I actually find them entertaining. That's all I'm going to say on that. But I really did not like who they chose to play Christian Grey. Christian Grey. I wanted it to be Ian Summerhalder. I did. I don't think he would have done a great well, job. But the I original person it. was supposed to be Charlie Hunnam. And then everyone was up in arms about it. So he backed out. And then that's when they got Jamie Dornan. Yeah. And I like Jamie. Jamie Dornan, he's... He's hot. Yeah, he's hot. I just didn't it, like him as Christian. I don't like the movie at all. Googling just... names. Well, the, the, <laughs> the movie's terrible. Yeah, terrible. Oh, I... But the book's terrible, too. Because so. the, what's her name? Uh, EJ, ELJ? No, the, the, oh, the girl. I want to call her Bella, and that's not her name. Um, Anastasia. Anna? Anastasia, oh, yes. Anna. Anastasia. She comes off as this... Child, sixteen-year-old. Yes, and she's and twenty-one. He's like, oh, like super-old creeper. Yeah. It's so because you don't get that inner dialogue that you get in the book. book. So, so it comes out so so wrong. weird. I was like, this is wrong. It's all wrong. It's like they have her acting like a child. Oh, it was so. Creepy. But I feel like in every she's almost typecasted because in every role she almost has like that doughy doughy eye. Like, oh my gosh, the she's world is all unicorn favorite. and rainbows. I don't favorite. hate her. I I don't hate her, but she's not my favorite. She is in my favorite, but yeah, I feel like she's been typecasted a little bit. But when was the last time you read Fifty Shades of Grey? So I read Grey, I would say February. Like the, the his point of view of the story, cause she, she's writing books in, in Christian Grey's point of view. So I have like Grey, Darker, and I think the last one's supposed to be Freed, but I don't know when that's coming out. So I haven't read the actual trilogy in a while, but I read his version of the story. I February. tried to go back and reread it cause I read it way back when yeah, like whenever 2011, they first came out. came out yeah and i tried to reread it recently and I, I couldn't get through it but i got through the first book and i was just i was in pure shock at just how Bad. wrong yeah. yeah those entire scenes were i was like he, he completely took advantage of uh, all of this yes it was kind of disgusting i really want to get into this because again i've never seen the movies and i've never read the books i was kind of like i'm not jumping on the bandwagon kind of thing read the books first okay. especially at, the with the book. age you're at now and really kind of read them and yeah. don't even worry about the movies the movies can just go in a so, dumpster so fire like, what is the premise of the book though because i'm getting like real right. stalker murderish vibes from no it. no no there is stalking there's stalking attempted murder on on not on the 
path of Christian Grey. The oh. stalking is Christian. The murder, not so much. Cool, because I the thought it was both him. I'll say this. It's really kind of like this very weird, fantastical erotica because it was just like the level of rich he's supposed to be. To me, Virgin this, meets Dom. There we go. Virgin yeah. meets Dom. Yeah. And That's actually what really, could go wrong? Really spot on. <laughs> And, and then Virgin really meets rich. extreme Dom. Yeah, and he's very, very rich, extreme. very extreme, very rich, uh, very uh, broken in a, in in a lot of ways. And the author kind of plays off of the fact that he's broken. That's what the whole Fifty Shades. It's actually like cool. Fifty Shades of fucked up. That's what he says. Awesome. But that's where the whole Fifty Shades and, and gray go. He's he's so messed up that she can only touch him in certain places. Yeah. Um. Like, he has like live-in subs. Yeah. And it's one of like them personalities. No, no, subs like sub submissives. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like, uh, like hand binding and yeah. blindfolding, and he has a room for it. It's like the red, the room. red room. Yeah, cool. It's it's honestly, I'm I, intrigued. I kept, I still have the first book. Like, yeah. I don't have the other two in physical form. I have them in on ebook, um, and then I have gray, and that's. I, I mean, I read it from his perspective, and I'm like, okay, like. Apparently, it's Twilight fan fiction. It is. Technically speaking, there's like a whole lawsuit because she actually stole. Like, I think um, it was Stephanie Meyer's trans manuscript was leaked. The oh. the one that was supposed to be in Edward's point of view. And then there was like some whole thing. Like, I didn't follow it at the time, but then I saw it again. And basically, it looks like she plagiarized the whole thing. Wow. I mean, she. I honestly now, so. don't see it. Like, cause I read, maybe I would need to read them back to back Probably. to really see the parallels, but I did not see, like, cause fan fiction is fan fiction. It's yeah. completely different in most respects. Right. And y- you can't, I, didn't, I would have to. I hadn't seen it when I was reading it. And then I saw, I heard about the whole like problem. And then I was just like, okay, I guess. Like, I, I just didn't care enough to like dive into it. Cause there's always that whole, there's also that whole thing. Like I, you might not know. Cassandra Clare, but Shadowhunters, the the show. Yeah. There's a whole thing with Cassandra Clare, and that she plagiarized J.K. Rowling. So everybody has like this whole thing, and I'm kind of like, well, I wasn't gonna read the Mortal Instruments anyway, and I only like a specific trilogy, but it's like this big thing. But the thing is, though, with how <laughs> writing <laughs> is today, it's no one has an original idea no one has an original idea that's like that's pros. what a lot of people on bookstagram have been complaining about lately it's like well all the books i've been reading are essentially the same yeah. and it's because he's they're just pumping out what people like and the market's getting oversaturated with it and yeah, so yeah. someone's gonna come out with a completely original idea that everyone's gonna rip off of that yeah. and it's just the cycle it's the tropes so random question um do you have a goal to be that person that comes up with a completely different idea. I do not have a creative bone in my body. Okay. I would be the type of person that would be, oh, well, I can pull this from this book and this from this (laughs) book and then just kind of make it my own. Because I I took a screenwriting class whenever I was getting my master's. And I think I kind of combined elements of the Matrix and Fallout 4 <laughs> to make my movie. Cool. So it, I, I'm not a creative writer at all. Okay. I wish I could be. What about, I'm not what about you, Kim? I'm not about you. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Okay, so yes and no. Um, I'm working on a story that, okay, so y'all know grief books. You, y'all know John Green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, I've experienced the loss of a parent and I hate the way it's written in a lot of books. And for me, I just wanted to write a story for those of us that experience it. I would say like at this age too, not like the 16s and the 15s, but in your 20s. And it not being this entire adventure based off of like some voice beyond the grave kind of trope where it's like they find the diary oh my god let's go to italy my mom's time in italy i'm gonna you know what i'm saying like not that i didn't enjoy those books because i did like i have a few of them in my my personal library that i love but i was a i was very disheartened when i was going through it and just like i didn't have a journal you know i didn't have a diary i didn't have like any physical tangible thing that would be like a oh i can hold this as his memory kind of situation so i'm writing a story that's kind of like 
all of the ins and outs of like PTSD. I honestly feel like you get PTSD from this. Um, PTSD, grief, uh, going through the motions and and what that means in like real world. Like my, my main character, she's in college. So she's she was kind of like this very big overachiever and now she's finding it difficult to just do an assignment. You know what I mean? And so it's all of the things that I feel like one, I feel like we need more college books. I feel like we don't have enough of those. And it's just a grief story in that way. That's not, that I feel like would reach a different audience. So it's like, yeah, it's yeah. different, but not, I think there are some books that have done this very well that I have not read yet, but there are some that I'm just like, I'm just over the, the story, like the adventure. Like, I'm glad you found yeah. it, but it's just kind of like, it's not real. So what about us who don't, like, we don't have that. Like, I don't have that. You know, my memories are my memories. It's not his memory that I'm trying to relive. So that's what that is. And then I have a fantasy book that I'm not going to talk about because... Also, you have these books ready. No, they're not ready. They're ideas. You have the ideas ready, so to speak. One is half ready and the other one isn't. So. Okay. I didn't expect to go down that line. I did not expect to go down this life of being an author. <laughs> but, but, you know, no. it, I feel like in some ways, in certain ways, it chose the both of you. Like, you know, oh, the book community, book community chose both, both of you. Like you said, you didn't really grow up reading Danielle. And then like, it's your life now. And then it's like, mm-hmm. you grew up reading and everything like that, but you wanted to be a lawyer. Right. So it's like, I feel like in a way it definitely chose you guys. And I can, when you're both speaking about it, I can see the passion coming from you both. Yeah, for so sure. it's definitely inspiring to see. It makes me want to read more. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> should. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's, it's a form of entertainment and it's also an es- a form of escape. I think yeah. for me getting back. Oh into yeah. Reading. Escapism is is one of the best things the main this. things that I read for. Yeah, because it's just like you just get to, like that's why I love movies too. It's just you get to kind of experience life in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. And with books, I think it's like, I get to like the, the characters created, but I kind of get to envision that character my own way. Yeah. And then that's why I think so many people don't like like TV to movie adaptations. Like I only, in my entire life, there's only one or two. And the first one is Thug, The Hate You Give. Okay. Yeah. I, like that, they didn't do everything. I don't think they. There are things that they missed, but it didn't take away from the the meaning of the book. And I cried my eyes out reading the book, and I cried my eyes out watching, watching the movie. movie. So, did you ever read uh, Va- uh, Vampire Academy? No. I was very disappointed in that movie adaptation because that movie was terrible. Yeah, I saw and it on like, Netflix. Those, I I have seen I, or have I've read the books. Oh man, probably four times. Like the entire series and the spinoff series, right. the Golden Lily, mm-hmm. like probably four times as well. And when I saw that movie, I was so disappointed in it. And I hate. What is this? Did yeah. you get it there or did you watch the whole thing? I, I, I watched the entire thing and so I bad. think I was just so disappointed in the Dimitri character. Yeah, so yeah, sad. yeah. I, I, I never read The Vampire Academy, but I watched it. And like I was on like a Netflix binge and it was there. Yeah, do and not I was let that like, color. And that kind <laughs> of did. I was like, I'm not going to read it. And so now that you tell me that, I definitely will look at it. Because yeah, I think no. like, I don't know if any, I don't know if you heard of Fallen. There's like a Fallen series. It's like a Nephilim story. It's not really popular. Uh, is it like, isn't it only like a handful of episodes? So the thing is they had the movie, like they have the movie and it's just the first book, but it was the worst movie. I was like, she she watched it and she's like, have you heard like of the book? I'm like, yeah, I have, I've read all of them. This is not good. Like, and it's so bad. I'm like, you're ruining it. Was it worse than Avatar? Avatar movie? Oh, no, nothing gets worse than Avatar The Last Airbender. But in terms of like disappointment, yeah, it's not worse than that. But Fallen was terrible, and I made the huge mistake of watching it twice. Once by yourself and then once with Kim? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, good, because I was like, you have to see how foolish this movie is. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a book, and I'm like, it's a series, actually. And and the series, is, I'm not going to say it's like amazing, but I loved, I liked, I liked the series, but the movie was just terrible. Trash. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna make you watch it one day. Who? You. Who? Would you? So for like, for, for you guys though, do you have like a, I know you like, or movies so, that are, that derive from books. My favorite book to movie adaptation is Sense and Sensibility. <sighs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, I like it better than Pride and the Prejudice and those are, might be my two favorite like, 
adaptions, not the Kira Knightley version. I'm talking BBC here. Period. Okay. Okay. So Knightley, Kira Knightley. Um, but yeah, I would say Sense and Sensibility. Again, it's like escapism, as you said. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, I was really into stuff like that. Um, and I don't know why, but I identified a lot with uh little pieces of me identified with different characters and i like that the movie gave the book justice obviously they didn't do everything correct Mm -hmm. because you know making money but i feel like it's the closest version that they could have that it's the closest that they could have gotten so I, i i really like that again Pride and Prejudice, not the Kira Knightley version. <laughs> BBC. Okay, I have to. I have to specify that. Um, I don't really have one. Oh. Um. Not well, that, what's your I favorite mean, movie or TV ooh. show? I'm sorry. <laughs> ooh. Um, I am not. I don't really have a favorite. Oh, you know what? My favorite movie is Breakfast Club. I was gonna say. So, <laughs> I was gonna say. If you say you don't have a favorite movie, I I'm gonna think of anything that has a book. But I, I really couldn't. Don't you? Um, yeah, literally. About me. <laughs> that, that's probably my favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Walking across the field. That that's my favorite. She movie. doesn't shut up about. She does not shut up about the Breakfast Club. That's why I was like, you are not wow, about to lie on this mic. You put me on the bus like that. I love you, but you don't. And I love and I love the movies though. Damn. <laughs> And probably second would be uh, The Devil Wears Prada. Well, I that's, think a book. that's a book. Yeah, that was a book. Okay, so maybe, yeah, Devil but Prada I haven't read the book, really so good. does it really count? It doesn't matter. Okay. I said, like, I was, that's what I said, any movies that, you know, derive from books yeah, that you like. I just randomly thought of it. I do really like that movie. It was a really good movie. So. I never read the book. I don't think I've had any interest in reading the book. I think the movie sufficed. The movie was perfect, so why read <laughs> Trolls? This is right. my favorite movie. Trolls? You know what's so oh, crazy? Wow. I love in my Trolls, mind, though. I really wanted to to dress up as Poppy for Halloween. I'm so I, really I, like I can Trolls, watch though. it like every yeah. day. I love that movie. I really do Got like Trolls. this sunshine in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Glitter. <laughs> my, niece, my niece went through a phase where it had to be Trolls. Every every time, every time. I think, and she's trying to find it on on my iPad. All right. Well, it's unfortunately the end of the episode, but we had a lot of fun interviewing you, Danielle. Thanks, and I had fun as well. Yay! If you want to come back on the show, you know, don't hesitate to ask. Right. Sure. We could do another book. I would love to do more bookish episodes. So you know, just. And then besides that, besides that, I like you anyway. Yeah, exactly. but I want to come back as a guy. Yeah, but I want to do more bookish episodes too. You can't hog her. Okay? You can't hog her. Whatever. Right. You guys already have a world that we understand, but we're not hip to. So exactly. we're going to share Danielle. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I should have brought you onto this show. No, no, I'm kidding. Too late. <laughs> of course you should have. Of course you should have. Oh, gosh. But thank you guys for listening and tuning in. But we shall see you next episode. See you later. Bye. Glitter bomb. Hey, y'all. It's Mary. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to our show on Spotify and Google Podcasts and others listed on anchor.fm slash millennial dash vibes. That's anchor.fm slash millennial dash vibes.